Yes, it's true. Darius Blessed, admitted. I it's blessedly forget. Darius admitted that last time he was the one breathing hard into the mic. It's true. I had to cut from the, from the last episode. I was really doing the because <laughs> he was so horny for Joseph. Yes. I mean, you know what? Honestly, I understand. Yeah. yeah. No, no, that's it's, that's not relatable. Can you thing. imagine how Stardust Crusaders is gonna go? I'm leaving. I'm, I'm like, just gonna have to put a towel down. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm just gonna be like. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's gonna be a problem for real. You're you're definitely gonna need like a spit shield. Yeah, I am. Welcome to another episode of JoJo's Bizarre Explainer. I'm Courtney Stanton. I'm Elizabeth Simmons, and I'm Darius Gazzini. Yay! Uh, we got the intro done. We always yay. say yay. We got the intro done after. Do we? Maybe we could. Could we like? Could we spice it up a little? Spice it up. Yeah. Varied up next time. We Ooh. really. Yeah, I was gonna say we could really work on that intro. Let's do it again. Okay. No, not really. That's fine. It was my. I, I, I hilarious well joke. Feedback. Please cut all of this. <laughs> you probably will have to. We've been yeah. I we've been know. doing a great job today so far. Um, we're on you. the. <laughs> we're on the uh, second episode of the second season. No, third. Second third episode. Third episode. Damn it. And we were doing what, so well. So no, is, we were not doing well, and we still are not. <laughs> so so this is what we are calling season two, episode yeah. three. Because it's right. correct. Because it's correct, That's and accurate, everything yes. else is wrong. Yes. Yeah. Um, because it's the second arc, Battle Tendency, so it's the second season. Yeah. And it's, it's literally JoJo part two. Yes. Yeah, it says episode it. three. It so. says part yeah. two. It says part two in the background of the opening credits. It's part two. And it's our second season of our podcast, so uh, yep. suck it up, Buttercup. That's that's what we're calling it. Yep. Confirmed. Uh-huh. That's my stand name, by the way. What? Suck it suck up, it Buttercup? Up buttercup. Yeah. That fits. Or one of the moves, at least. Okay. What is yeah. your stand? That's a good question. I know what mine is. We should wait for season three, though, right? Yeah, we should I'm actually wait for the stands to be introduced. I'm just yeah. saying, I've known what my stand is for like two years. What's yeah. your stand? Extraordinary Machine. Oh, oh, God, that makes so much sense. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. My power is to convince people to consume media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's you. <laughs> uh-huh. So this episode, I don't even know what it's called. I don't have that written down. Um, in my notes, it's called Stroheim. Ugh. And so is the next one. Um, mine, mine says it's called Wild Bats. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> Which neither of those are correct. No, no but, uh, but it's know, fine. who's to say? Who's yeah. to say? Episode three of Battle Tendency and the next one also are not the strongest episodes in Battle Tendency, but it's a little bit weird because they're still like kind of more fun than like any given episode of Phantom Blood. But because we like of what we just had with episodes one and two and what we know is coming, it's kind of they feel like a little bit of a drag. Right. Well, because one and one and two bear the responsibility of catching us up on 40 years yeah. of, of the passage of time. And also introducing us to Joseph. Yeah. Introducing us to, to Joseph and a bunch of characters, yeah. really. And then and they may even introduce Stroheim in episode two. Really like the only new character we get in this uh, uh, in this episode is Santana. Santana. Um, and, and Donovan. No, Donovan if, appears in, you know, anyway. If Donovan, yeah. if Donovan counts yeah. uh, as a character, <laughs> he my, has a our, name. our cactus friend, Donovan. Our cactus friend who is undetectable by wild bats. Donabang. Yes. Donabang. Yes. Donna Bang. Yeah, Donna Bang. Sorry, Donna Bang. In the not copyright infringing, please don't sue us translation. <laughs> 
that you're probably getting on Crunchyroll, but yes. his name is, is, I believe, actually Donovan. After yes. the folk singer. Yeah. Yes. Which it really it delights me because um, I think like there's even like a magic carpet reference. I was going to say and... it, it It seems like their personalities are probably pretty similar. Yeah, totally. I mean, Donovan is just really into cactuses also. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've always heard. He's yeah. sung many a song about cacti yeah. and wild and bats. Wild bats <laughs> and... Okay, so at a high level, these next couple episodes, um, especially this episode, are sort of like a rocky messing with pacing and starting to do actual like decent pacing which means that the introduction and lead up to things is kind of boring yeah, it's, a, it's a little more of a slow burn <laughs> also this is really like a two-parter yeah. of the yeah. same story like yeah. it's not it's not specifically called out that way in the show but it's basically part one and part two of a of a two-part episode yeah. and Darius I think your point is is really a good one that the first two episodes don't feel very boring because they're doing all this narrative catch up. And so it's like, oh, hey, here's everything that happened, which is funny because it's exactly like uh, Phantom Blood, where it's like years and years and years of story. And then we get to the story. Yeah. And so, but that only happens for two episodes instead of nine. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. But you know what I mean? Where it's yeah. just, it's like years and years and years. And then suddenly it's like a day happens and then it's over. Yeah. Whereas this is just like 40. Well, a lot of it is handled in flashback. Right. Doing this big jump to catch up. And so you get all this information. And so there's lots happening. Also, I just think episodes one and two are like more artistically interesting, like well, visually. Like I've seen Battle Tendency like at least five or seven or ten some some ridiculous number of times and like every single time these two episodes i'm like oh, i have to get through these well because this is <laughs> this is like very early getting pieces from one point to another on the yeah. chessboard it's also like narratively araki trying to show a couple different things and he's not nearly as deft yet yes. in, in delivering that information and even just in this episode like my notes for the episode, I have two bullet points for the entire first half, and then everything else happens in the back half of the episode that's yeah. really worth talking about. Yeah. So do we want to talk about the first half just briefly? Yeah, sure. Don- basically Donovan. the fight with Donovan, which I think is cool. I mean, you I had, think it's fun. Courtney, you were talking earlier about how he's sort of Joseph-esque, right? Yeah, I, I think it's one of those times where it's like that you see this actually again and again in JoJo, and I actually think this really kicks off in season three uh, with the stands, where it's just like a lot more fights with cleverness right. and intellect instead of strength to solve mm-hmm. fights. And I think that Joseph is definitely the prototype for that kind of fight style. Yes. That's his whole deal. And I think Donovan is is definitely a, a different kind of villain because he seems to be mimicking a lot of Joseph's fight it's style. True. They're, in like, that way. they're kind of having like a contest to see who can fake each other out more and yeah. who yeah. can um, get one step ahead. And actually, and that comes up later with some of the other villains of this season as well, where it'll be like, Joseph will be like, actually, the whole time you were doing that, I was doing this other thing. And then it like goes around and around. And Donovan is definitely like the first kind of establishing of that. Right. And it's clear that Rocky has a lot of fun writing that kind of yeah. character and and likes doing those puzzles and yeah. which hence him then being like okay well the whole show is going to be yeah. that now. He tricks Joseph into punching a cactus which is sort of a mirror of what we saw Joseph do with the most racist man in New York man right. in New York uh, <laughs> where he tricks him into punching a a very the furniture sharp, yeah. uh, coat 
hook. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's interesting to me that, you know, we're already starting to see this thing of villains moving away from just being like, I am a half giant. Yeah. And I am going to punch I'm you. I'm the strongest one. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, no, I am tougher than you. You know, yeah. and it's like, no, now we're starting to get these like fun, clever fights. Of course, even though of course, we're also just about to meet the first Pillar Man, too. Right. Yes. Right. Who is like the strongest is 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 yeah. But like but that's the thing is like the whole deal is that like Joseph he's a rogue. Yeah, he gets on, by on, on yeah. wit and yeah. skill and he doesn't have to be Yeah, strong. it says in the in the manga uh Araki says that Joseph basically has the personality of a swindler. Nice. So. Yeah, that's good. And I have a thing like about the Donovan part like I think it's really entertaining that Joseph is wearing chaps here and then like there's that one view of him like from behind so that you can see the whole assless situation I just really I I think that like Steel Ball Run arc 7 of Jojo is all about like horseback riders and I just love the idea that Araki was struggling for like 15 years not to just make a manga where every single person wore chaps. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. eventually and then he eventually found a way. He do was just like, well, I well, give in. Well, wait, but Bao is a Western, right? So do you, do you think do those characters, maybe they have chaps? We'll have to look oh, into this. All right. We'll pause. do some research. Yeah, we'll yeah. research. <laughs> the very important point is, is that that magazine for padded bras that JoJo was reading in the diner in Irene's cafe. Clearly, he did some purchasing from it because somewhere in his motorcycle gear, he had the the trappings to dress up like a like woman. A, like this Carmen Miranda yeah. outfit. Oh, yeah. It's a you know, full it's look. It is a full look. Like makeup and everything. Yeah. yeah. Like hair. So, it, his makeup is really well done. I think he... I, I, think I love his lipstick. beautiful. I really do. Um, the reason I bring this up is because there are some German guards who are really sexually assaulting the fuck out of some Mexican women at a checkpoint. Frisking them. And Joseph is like, well, I need to inconspicuously make my way through here and so I too will dress up like a woman and get sexually assaulted and just make my way through and they won't notice. Yeah. Um, right. And they notice. Right. Because he is six foot five. Yes. And I always forget he's six foot and five. And a wall of muscle. Yes. Um, and so while he is a beautiful six foot five wall of muscle with very good makeup and hair, he's still like very noticeable. I blame his padded bra. I think it's, I think it's, it's a, I think it's, it's a large it's, rack. Yeah, yeah, it is. I think he went with the wrong size. I mean, look, when you look at Joseph, he has a nice rack on him without any. Yeah. He has some tits. He has. He has the breasts, the he titties, has pecs. Yeah. He has titties. the titties. There's, titties. I mean, he has yeah. like cleavage happening. Yeah, I don't think he needed much yeah. of the bra. The guards are really mean to him about it, and I do love that they kind of lecture him. They're like, "Do you have any self awareness at all? Because yeah. we can totally see through this disguise." They're like, like "No, no, no. This no. doesn't even like. We're Obviously, not even going to pretend." No, <laughs> they're like, "Put your hands up." And Joseph gets furious about this, and I really like this because Joseph isn't just like, "Haha, like I'm dressing like a woman." LOL. I don't. But like Joseph actually like. He's despondent that, yeah, they, he's that they saw through his He says, outfit. like, that was depressing. And, like, I feel sad for Joseph that, and like, in the, in he the... thought he was prettier than these guards thought he was, even though these guards obviously have bad taste yeah. because Joseph well, is beautiful. And he, and in the manga, doesn't he say, like, man, my self-esteem took a hit? Yep. Yep. He says, my self-esteem just went down a notch. Poor boy. Yeah. I know. Um, but, so, yeah, I actually like that it's not played for laughs. Also, there's, like, a really weird moment where I guess... The guards are racist. I, do, I, don't, I don't know, know how where so, the racism so, so Joseph, so matrix Joseph, begins or so, ends. So Joseph does does his bottle cap trick again with a couple of like champagne bottles or no, something. No, it's tequila. Tequila, tequila. tequila. He's like, bottles. He's oh, like, yeah, yeah. Hey, tequila. I have tequila. Yeah. Like he shows uh, right. up ready to party, 
with right. these horrible cars? I, the yeah. whole I thing honestly is, don't know who he wants to party with. This whole scene is really inscrutable. He does the, <laughs> he does the bottle cap trick, but he causes some coconuts to drop on their head yeah. in hilarious Gilligan's Island yes. style. Uh, and then as they're falling to the ground, the German guards go, Oh, tacos. <laughs> like, that's their, like, oh, fiddlesticks. Oh, yeah. tacos. Yeah, that's their swear. So, like, if anybody can figure out in which direction and by whom that's racist, please like, write to us like, at explainjojo at gmail.com. And this is just, like, the top layer of, like, the Nazis. What are they doing here? Yeah. And this is where my note is just Stroheim. Ugh. Yeah, in all have, caps. It is established so, that Stroheim sucks and is dumb. So I love one thing about Stroheim, and that is that he is, in a stealth way, another shitty dad in <laughs> yes, Jojo's Bizarre good. Adventure. That's true. Because he actually, he's up there, he's looking at the pillar man who is, you know, recently emerged or is about to emerge, and he's like, he needs a name. I'm going to call him Santana because I'm really his godfather. Yeah, uh, And I'm like, wow, what a shitty godfather you are literally doing Nazi experiments on him as soon as he emerges from his slumber. Yep. Like, yeah. Yep. yep. A lot of Santana's motivation for these next two episodes is just revenge on his shitty father. Yes. So the back half of this episode starts with JoJo's bizarre cross-dressing adventures. Almost immediately, we start getting a Rocky biting from... A variety of really good sci-fi, contemporary to when this was being published as a manga. So Santana comes out of his his pillar fragment, and then the somehow he disappears, <laughs> and it's like you get this really great scene with this like nervous lab tech who's like, "My vision's perfect, and I swear I only looked away for a second, and we don't know where he is." And so they like bring out this uh, sixteen millimeter film, and. <laughs> I love that this, like, I genuinely am really delighted that the surveillance film seems to be someone's short film <laughs> submission. Like, I don't know how many cameras they had, but there's like tracking shots yeah. and zooming and it's edited together. There's like close ups and stuff. It's like, it is not. But the any... Nazis were doing some weird shit. Their resources were divided in a yeah, strange and German filmmaking way. is the finest in the world. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Jesus it's Christ. so weird. So like, it is like, so their quote unquote surveillance film is actually this beautiful informative montage that shows you <laughs> that Santana has like broken his bones and like mushed himself into the teeny He's, tiny. He does exactly what I think what Tombs does in the X-Files to cram himself in vents. Yeah. He like stretches himself and like makes himself into like really skinny so that he yeah, can get into Yeah, it's kind of like a holes. Mr. Fantastic type of move. But the whole scenario of like it's in the vents, it's tracking us, it could be anywhere, like don't stand too close. Like that is a straight up bite from Alien, which again, you're going to steal, steal big. Yeah. And, and again, this was this was written in 88, uh, I believe. 88 would have been like the perfect time to be referencing the Alien series, for example. Like, yeah. It's just, um, you know, it's, it's shadow loomed large over the decade. And I, this and Araki is, loves movies. Yes. Yeah. So. yeah we've, we've established, like, yes. it's very clear from all his interviews that like, yes. all this dude does is just like, watch movies and make manga. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I really think that this is a Rocky growing as a storyteller because he's finally figured out how to take all his little ghost stories that he loves and cram them into his main storyline. Yeah, this is the first time one of the ghost stories is not just a throwaway side thing for characterization and flavor, but it's actually like the whole point of this episode right. is it's one of these horrifying bottle right. scenarios. So it's like, oh God, it got in the vents. And then it's like, don't stand too close to the vents. And then random guard, it's of like, course, is like, I, I love standing close to the vents. <laughs> yeah. Let me put my face right up in it. 
And so, of course, Santana comes flying out and, like, goes in the dude's face. Into and then, his nostrils. It oh, goes Jesus. Up, he goes it's, up the dude's nose. It is fucked up. And, and, I, and I, actually, I actually love, I think Iraqi is good at this scenario where a person is experiencing so much horror, they go mad from it. Uh, so, in this case, the dude is like, this thing's in my body. I have no idea what's going on right now. I'm like, who turned out the lights? Like, I'm just standing here going crazy. Later like on. Laughing like laughing maniacally. Like laughing maniacally. crying. There's a really, really messed up version of this that happens towards the end of Stardust Crusaders as well that I love. The way he depicts, like, psychic breaks is hard to do when you don't have, like, interiority on that character. Like, we, this yeah. isn't a thing where we get. There's not, like, a thought bubble. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, and we don't even get the really good color breaks breaks and stills and stuff. This isn't a main character. This is a random guard. And so yeah, everyone's unnamed. just watching him. Yeah. But his body is shifting. We actually start getting some of the censorship blackout because yeah. some of the stuff that's happening to his face and head is apparently too grotesque for American audiences. But if you have the or, Blu-ray, I'm sure. I'm sure it's yeah, great. I think it's censored it in, its in Japan, but on in the Blu-ray, they uncensor yeah. it. Because that's why they censor the cigarettes in part right, three for right, Japanese right. audiences. Right, because... Underage smoking is bad. Right, it's just as bad as someone body being possessed by an ultimate being yeah um, yeah obviously <laughs> and courtney and, would you rather have lung cancer or a pillar man inside you um i've seen people die of lung cancer so i'm gonna go with pillar man yep. inside what me. do exactly. you mean by inside I mean. you well <laughs> yeah okay fair fair <laughs> I mean the two-page spread of, you know, of, so, of, of two people well, merging. Okay, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, <laughs> two people becoming one. <laughs> the beast with two backs is what I'm saying. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> the ultimate and, being with two backs. And one and a half. <laughs> so during this part... I do want to make a note that this is a time when Stroheim's like design and animation changes a little bit and he starts to get that like villainous like wide mouth and like the his eyes get more like frenetic. He looks yeah, he, like he's grotesqueified. He looks yeah. like uh, Mido Suji and Yamushi Petal a little, a little bit. bit. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Um, he he stops looking like the the beautiful perfect Aryan soldier who has everything together. He even like just the angle. Though even when he had everything together, he was still accidentally spraying bug spray directly into his mouth. Yes, but I'm just saying, <laughs> just even in terms of like the angle that he is drawn at. Yeah. And oh stuff. yeah, it's very like it reminded me of the cops in the first episode of the season, like how it kind of just like it, like the camera gets too much in his face and his mouth yes. is too wide, and like he just yeah. he looks very grotesque. Well, and when they they even they even animate like a fisheye lens on yeah. him when yes. he's when he's peering into the uh, the, the thing laughing at Santana when Santana wakes up and is kind of like pratfalling around. Right. Yeah. And that's like the first time you get it. And yeah. then, but like when stuff really starts to go off the rails, he like consistently gets it. So it's yeah. like we're getting these hints that like his plan is not going so well. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like he's even starting to break a little oh, bit yeah. because it's, it's not because coherent. his son is disappointing him. Right. Yeah. So we get this horrifying bloated monster dude. We didn't even um, talk about Santana coming out and like originally and like um and doing the slipping and doing and the slipping and, and falling yeah, oh, it's, yeah. It's kind of a, i love it's kind of a cool you know what th that reminds me of actually is uh is the original mary shelley's frankenstein yes. uh, when, huh, when, yeah, when frankenstein yeah. like comes to life and is like 
learning what it is to be a, a being in the world. Yeah. I mean, Santana is not exactly the same because Santana has been alive before. He's just waking up from a slumber. But he does the same sort of like stagger. Stroheim. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like he, he's like piecing together the English. Well, I guess it, it's what are, what are they even speaking? I guess German in, sure. in the. Yeah. Stroheim is definitely a German word. But then, yeah, he they immediately feed him a vampire. And so then suddenly he's like pretty much oh, got language down. I, I thought that was super great. Uh, like they, the Germans are like, OK, he's awake. And at this point, they think he's maybe still just a regular person, just a caveman. And so they're like, well, let's see what happens. And they open up a door and there's a vampire behind it. And they're like, yeah, we just took one of our feeble old prisoners, put a mask on him. And now he's a super vampire. Yeah, And he has like a. Like a character design, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. where did he get that like face paint mask yeah. situation? Like, sure, okay, he got it from the closing credits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he uh, Good point. from the from the from the JoJo surplus. Yeah, uh, I mean, store. they're all clearly carrying around. I mean, this is you know, it, it goes all the way back to Zapelli's hats. Yeah, they're all they all have wardrobes on the road yeah. Yeah. with them. So the vampire like attacks him, and at first, of course, at first it looks like it's going to go poorly Doesn't he for just, Santana. Like, bite his shoulder. Yeah, yeah, he bites his shoulder, and then his face just fall into it. And then and then Santana just basically like like through osmosis, just like just um, absorbs him. Schmooze because yeah. Santana schmoo. Yeah, Shmoo. is that a thing? It's a thing that amoeba do to each other oh. when one subsumes is that the, the other. Is that the term? It, is, it is a technical term. That's Shmoo. amazing. Yeah, really. Yes. I feel like. Am I having a stroke right now? No. <laughs> no, but also Darius would be terrible Absorbed. at that game where you make up a word and like make up meanings for oh, yeah. words. You know that game? Yeah. It's- he would win every time because no one can ever tell when No one knows crap. when the wor- if the word schmoo is. Well, it, abs- it definitely ab- subsumes yeah, he just- the character. He, yeah, and then he actually like pulled, like the vampire tries to get away. Oh, that's what it like, is. It's how yeast mate with with one another. That sounds, yep, that's it. That's canon now. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, you know, I think the <laughs> pillar men are, are yeast. evolved yeast. yeast. They're bread. That sounds bread. right. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yep, that's I can't it. We, believe it. We answered it. That is absolutely yeah. what's they just, happening. They just glom into one another. And then schmoo. 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 So. All right, well. Yeah, he schmoos him. Yeah. He schmoos him hard. <laughs> schmoos the shit out of him. Lots of schmooing. Yeah. Schmoo me, daddy. Yeah, that's what happens. The vampire's like, I don't want to schmoo. And he's like, you're schmooing. Yeah. Uh, schmooing is what's happening yeah. right now. And then he like makes eye contact up at the booth. And they're like, everyone but Stroheim is very afraid. And he's like, I've seen people schmoo. Well, and he's, yeah. and he's like, he's, he's contained. He's just a big yeast. It'll be fine. <laughs> Like these walls are very thick. So yeah, Pillar Man, he just he just fights he fights the vampire, he schmoozes him. Yeah. He uh Iraqi, I just this is another way that Iraqi has figured out for two dudes yep. to, to get like, inside of each to other. To be in each other. <laughs> yeah, literally. No women. Yeah. yeah. And then uh Santana gets slightly bigger because he's he's schmooed yeah. another yeast. Yeah. So um <laughs> and then but so now back and, to and the, now, the, now he the can yeast pose with two bags. Too. So once everybody is standing in front of their former co-worker who is now full of yeast and (laughs) jumping it back ahead. I got it. Yeah. Bloated soldier Bloated. Explains why he's bloated. It does. Too much bread. (laughs) It does. Um, He's just expanding. Yeah. So so remember, like, they'd fired bullets into him and it wasn't working. And then It, it does like break his clothing off. Though, it right? does, right? And then like his lower jaw just drips off. That shit is disgusting. It's so it gross. Is so it reminds gross. me of the end of um, me- the Metropolis anime uh, from two thousand one. 
spoiler alert, uh, the 17 <laughs> year old anime movie. Uh, but like at the end, the like robot girl, like her face just like like parts of her face just like drip off and like that's always been i mean it's that's kind totally of totally how the silent it's film goes actually, in the 30s it's no, actually i've i've seen that too I know. <laughs> it's like it's actually kind of like super my aesthetic like pieces of body parts dripping off of we know bodies. Yes, we know yes we all know but so this but this makes me think of that it's like really really well done yeah. disgusting shit yeah. it is and uh meanwhile stroheim is like it's just a it's parroting what yeah we he's, say. he's just he's just mimicking because because it's true Santana has not said anything but the word Stroheim at this point, and he makes these finger guns at yes. the soldiers, and he's like, oh, he's just like pointing at us because we're pointing guns at him. That's all that's happening here. And then it's literal finger guns, yes. and he starts yeah. firing the bullets that have been fired into the body back at the soldiers so with it's his a little bit fingers. Of a, it's a little bit of a Johnny Joe Star move. Oh my god. Or rather, Johnny Joestar is doing a little bit of this. Again, seven million years in the future when we finally get to that arc. Honestly, I think it's efficient. He's like, Yeah, I got I got all these bullets. You you apparently like bullets here. Have your bullets back. (laughs) Yeah. And then he starts talking through the body, which is creepy as hell. Yep. And then eventually Santana just steps out of the body. Like it's a, I don't know, like if you like ever do one a- of those mud masks, you know, like <laughs> just like kind of cracks out of it and there's like glitter in the air and he's beautiful and naked. Of course. And he like sort of steps out and just sort of drops Swanee in the floor in the Terminator pose and he's like backlit in this and it's just this very brief thing, but it's again, like just biting off of the best thing you could be stealing from at that point. Yeah, so again, yeah, Terminator 1984, Battle Tendency 1988. And meanwhile, Joseph in his new disguise, which <laughs> is less conspicuous, just a German officer disguise, is <laughs> getting... He decided to dress down yeah. Yeah. the second time <laughs> yeah. around. Is putting on a voice and poking at Speedwagon to get out of the way uh, of these bullets. And Speedwagon is like... How dare you, German officer? I'm I, not going to listen to you. Yeah, I love. Then, I do love that about Speedwagon. Oh, yeah. He's like, no, I'd rather die than accept help from a German officer. I love that too, except then as soon as Joseph starts being like sassy, Speedwagon is like, wait, that brash attitude, could it be? And it's like, yo, if you can tell from his brash attitude that it's Joseph, like, how do you not recognize him? Like, come on. Come he on. did come up from behind him, though. So he wasn't even looking at Joseph True. when Joseph first approached him. And yeah, also, like, so. context-wise, like, why would you expect yeah. Joseph to right. show up in Mexico? Right. Fair enough. So When everyone thinks you're dead. We've debunked your theory. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah. Um, um, right. Also, I'm I, grateful. <laughs> well, and also, genuinely, Speedwagon has probably been, like, up to this point being like, Please let me die. Please let me die. Please let me die. That's true. <laughs> yeah, Speedwagon is the most terrified of of the Pillar Man. Even out of Speedwagon any of them is afraid in there. Even Speed, yeah, Speedwagon. the boss of Ogre Street is afraid yeah. of this. Pillar Speedwagon Man. has spent the entire episode in a straight jacket in a wheelchair, staring, shaking, and screaming at Stroheim to stop being a fucking hubristic idiot. Yeah, like that's just all he does is just being like, this is a bad idea. He's basically, honestly, honestly, he's just yelling, game over, man. Like, (laughs) I hate hate to do that, but it's true. That's what he's doing. So Joseph is here now. Yes. And when Santana pops out of the mud mask body and this beautiful dramatic music plays as his naked form is unveiled to us, Joseph is like, shit, 
bad shit's about to go down. I guess I'm going to shield us with Hammond. And to do this, he obviously pulls out a bunch of Stroheim's hair and makes a shield out of it somehow. Because Joseph is very cunning. Yeah, he fills the air yeah. with the hair and the hair is charged with Hammond and it's sort of like, like it sort of makes hair like a, or something. And yeah, yeah, it sort of makes like a like a protective sh- shield and yeah. he cloud, like, moves like a it cloud around a little bit yeah. to like deflect the it's, it's bullets almost like, it's or, almost like in remember. a in a far future thing where there's like magical cloud of nanites that like just magically you know yeah. protects you from something sure. it, but the nanites are are hair. ham on hair whatever it works yeah and then and <laughs> Blueford, it's all blue yeah and yeah. then he criticizes stroheim for not being moisturized yeah, he's like yeah. basically he's like you need to start deep conditioning your yeah. hair yeah or you'll go <laughs> like, use conditioner you nazi fuck yeah. um so i think that's just the last good thing that joseph ever has to say <laughs> and then um that's the that's, end of the episode that's it yeah, yeah then oh, we just get there's a nice right? roundabout lead out yeah so he's like oh okay well now that uh i'm here i'm gonna start taking my clothes off yeah so then his so his <laughs> shirt is like falling off joseph's shirts are always falling off yeah and uh we him. get to see his star birthmark for yeah. the first yeah. time which the anime team retconned in again yeah. and so that's that's the episode and honestly overall i don't have too much to say about this episode i think it's cool that iraqi did manage to raise the stakes like the pillar man mm-hmm. is genuinely more horrifying than Dio or any foe that we've seen yep. thus far. Well, especially and because it's like from the same source as Dio, so it's from this whole yeah. same mask mythology and so like we were, we're so used to hearing about how evil the mask is and now we are like it's pulling at something and there's like a huge horrible thing behind it. Yeah. It's a tip of the iceberg Yeah, this is, Yeah, this is the evil behind the mask. Yeah, yeah. so like it's guys, like oh my like, god, I can't believe. These guys made the masks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is so much worse, but it's still within the same context that we're used to, so it does a good job expanding the scale. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I concur. Yeah. JoJo's Bizarre Explainer is recorded in Portland, Ora, Ora, Oregon at StreamPDX Mobile Podcast Studio. Thank you to the folks at StreamPDX and OpenSignal. Our music is The Freakout Experiment by Tobias Weber. You can follow us on Twitter at ExplainJoJo or find us on the web at ExplainJoJo.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so go to iTunes and leave us the kind of review that Ruth would leave for the sublime experience of slapping Dio. 